I think there's like a big emphasis on like the really intense breathing. And I think if you're dealing with like a lot of stress and a lot of feeling, you know, burnt out, I think it's like bringing it back to square one of like, how are you like breathing throughout your day? Like focusing on like really gentle breathing and allowing your body to like fall asleep during a breathwork session. If you're someone who's burnt out, let yourself fall asleep. I'll be there to wake you up or just fall asleep. And you know, I'll like slowly, okay, it's time to wake up. <laughs> like, Don't be, don't think that you're doing anything wrong because your body probably just needs to sleep and you need to teach your nervous system that like, it's okay to just rest and like be in this and that you're not just going to like heal from burnout overnight or stress and also reframing your relationship with stress of it's not bad to be stressed. It's not bad to be anxious. But like I said, like getting like wrapped up in that and allowing it to like, just you're stressed all the time. That's what leads to burnout. Cause at some point, like your parasympathetics trying to kick in of like, okay, we need to rest. We need to rest. We need to rest. And you keep ignoring those cues. And then, then you're frozen again. Welcome to the deeper awareness podcast where we delve into the depths of our inner selves, uncovering authenticity and transformation. Join us for enlightening conversations on breathwork, self-discovery, and the profound journey within. I'm your host, Josh Perry, joined by the delightful Hannah Oxley. Let's begin. Hello, and welcome back to the Deeper Awareness Podcast. This is Hannah. And today we have Liz or Alyssa. She goes by Liz from the Balance Society is her um, is her brand. And so Liz was Josh's partner through the Pause um, Facilitator Program, which we both took. And so I remember I took it. You've probably heard me say, it, but I took it right um, the cohort right before Josh. And that's when we had become friends. And so I remember being like so jealous of whoever he gets partnered up with. They're going to have the most special time um, going through the program together because Josh is such a gift. Um, and so I finally got to meet his pause partner. Um, and oh, she's amazing. We had so much fun in this conversation. Um, what I loved about this was she had just gotten back from a road trip and I just love the metaphor of a journey, a trip, um, a hike, even just like, so I did a hiking trip through Spain. It's called the Camino de Santiago. Camino means path, walk, trail, you know, it means a few different things. But so I always think of that word um, because when, when I was on this journey, it was like a life within a life. And that's what it sounded like Liz was going through during her recent road trip. And I just, I love that because it's like, there's a beginning, middle, end. there's usually a, um, like a physical change happening, especially when you are, it's physical. So maybe not necessarily in the, on a road trip, but you still go, you know, you have to change your diet might change a little bit. Um, so there is a shift there physically. And then you go through a mental shift um, and then usually a spiritual shift. So an emotional is also entangled in there too. Um, a life within a life. That's what I always called my journey because it's still continuing. Like I, I, end, I got to the end of the trail and she got to the end of her road trip, but 
it's you're still on this journey and you so you start to realize that when you do something something like that take the time away to experience new things and you just you gain all this wisdom that you wouldn't gain just going through your daily routines you you get outside your comfort zone and face challenges that you normally wouldn't face and it's so just so beneficial even if you don't feel it at the time even if you want to give up halfway through um, that's always like where the magic happens. Like when you want to give up, you want to wave your white flag, but you keep going and you learn so much. So anyway, I will let her explain the rest of her trip. And we talked about so much, so it goes, it goes on from there. Um, so yeah, enjoy. <clears throat> I could have, we could have literally talked for hours. Um, she is an amazing human and I'm so glad I just, I can't say enough about how much I love meeting and spending time with these people and how most of them are on the West Coast, middle of America to West Coast, not middle of America, middle of the country. <laughs> and I'm over here on the East Coast. I'm like, I need to go. I need to visit. Um, so actually, was she? Maybe she was. I'm forgetting now. Um, but I know she grew up on the East Coast. So yeah, she's now in over near Josh somewhere. So <clears throat> I miss, I miss having like, I don't miss, I've never experienced it, but now I'm blabbing and I just need to go visit all my new West coast friends. So without further ado, please don't mind my rambling and enjoy this beautiful episode. Where did you go on your road trip? Uh, all over like the, for the first half, the destination was Florida. So we went to St. Petersburg, and then we also stopped in South Carolina and went down and we drove through like Georgia and Tennessee and Kansas. And I have like a really big fear of driving. Like I've always had like this because I've gotten like I got in a really bad car accident when I was on my 16th birthday. Like I got a new car and then I got in a really bad accident. And I know this now from all the work that I've been doing that. I had like a lot of trauma around that. Like I would get behind the wheel and I would do it. Like I'd power through, but it was like, I was powering through, not really like processing, like all of the, like I was just hyper aware of what was happening around me. Um, so I feel like this year I was like, I'm ready to do something like this. Plus my husband just drove the whole time because he loves driving. So it's like a good match, <laughs> but even being in the passenger seat, I'm like, I think I had like so much fear that it would like happen again and it could be worse. So it's just like all of these like stories around it. Right. So yeah, like the road trip starting was kind of scary. And then like, as we started getting, like going to all these different States, like all of that kind of like started shedding away and I could like really just appreciate the journey for what it was. Yeah. So I was like really finding like deeper States of presence as, as we like made our way around. Um, so that was cool. That was like a really big highlight, not so much like the trip itself. It was more like how I was handling the trip was like really like a big growth and it came with a lot of hardships too. Like I had a lot of fears, um, like with my business, cause I was still doing calls and like being in all these new places and hoping they have Wi-Fi. So it was just like all of this, I had to face a lot more than I, than I thought, but I also was like really prepared for that of like, it doesn't need to be this perfect trip. And I don't need to like say it was this perfect trip because I'm doing this big road trip. Like a lot of it was hard, hmm. especially in Florida. Like I, a lot happened in Florida that I had to move through. And then once we got to Arizona, which was like the second half of the trip, which is where both of our families are from, 
then I was able to like really just enjoy it and enjoy time with my family. And there wasn't so much like focus on my business. Like it was still there, but it was like, I wasn't pushing. I was just kind of letting it unfold naturally. Um, so yeah, it was great. And then, and then we got home. I was really ready to, to be home and I've been like more motivated than other than ever. Cause I think I was just able to like really process. So it felt like the right time to do something like that. So I love yeah. it. It's like, like a life within a life. Yeah. Like it was like really wild. Yeah. I love like a journey like that. Cause like, if we think like, I love to think of like we came we chose to come here to this life to like experience it but like maybe once towards the end maybe we're so ready to go back home wherever home is you know what I mean mm-hmm. I love to think of the metaphor of like a road trip or I I did a backpacking yeah. trip it's the same thing it's like it brings up all of the things for you to deal with and process and all the triggers mm-hmm. and on the other side of it it's like just the most joy most expansive yeah. and everything and it's just oh, lots of duality yeah yeah life within a life yeah and everything felt like so big and like every day just felt like something new to work on or experience yeah. so like that was it was really cool and we also brought my puppy who's like she just turned a year and she just was so good on that whole trip so now I'm like really bonded with her now like it was just it was just really good overall so I was just thinking about what Hannah just shared. I was thinking when I was 16, I was like girl crazy, but so shy. So it never showed up outside. It was just an inside thing. Mm. And we went on this trip backpacking and fishing. And because we love to fish. So we went in to this remote area in Utah and we were fishing and it was just like five or six guy friends. And I got to this place where I was like, so girl crazy that I talked everyone into leaving the fishing trip and going back to civilization to where we didn't talk to girls, but we talked about (laughs) talking to girls. We weren't present. I I wasn't happy mm-hmm. in seclusion, the beauty of nature, because I was somewhere else. And then I went to the somewhere else and I was like, God mm-hmm. damn it, this still I'm still not content. It was if someone would have taught me about awareness, deeper awareness 30 years ago, yeah. I could have learned a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Even when you're saying that too, when I think back to Florida, like we were in this, we were staying with some family friends and they have like this beautiful backyard and there's all these like trees and we were just like hot tubbing every day. And like, I had moments where I'm in there, like, you know, not even enjoying like what's around me. Cause I'm just like, so caught up in like things progressing and things moving forward. But I was like catching myself in that of like letting myself feel that because I knew I needed to. But then as I like really started to feel it and kind of like let go, like I, I lost, like, I also do like editing and writing on the side, um, with my business just cause it's like really supportive. And I also love like the marketing side of things and a big piece of my income that I had there was just like all of a sudden stripped away. So it like happened like right when we got there and I was like, of course this would happen, you know, and you're, I'm like playing the victim and for a while, like I really just couldn't enjoy the days. Like I was waking up anxious and like 
didn't really, even when I was doing breath work, it didn't feel like it was like really working. Like I wanted it to, because I was like trying to like calm, I say like calm my way out of it. That's something I like to teach my clients too, is we can't like calm our way out of our feelings. Like we have to feel it in order to feel calm, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So like, that's something I like really worked on was just allowing myself to feel this and feel unproductive and feel unpresent and just like really feel that. And then as I did that, it started like opening and then I was able to like enjoy myself. And when I look back on it now, it's like that door needed to close with that other job because it was something I was holding on to from the past versions of me that I just needed, needed to close. But when it actually did, then it was like a jolt and I was in like this new place and I felt out of control and didn't feel like I could like grasp or like ground. Um, and then as that started to like release, then I just gave myself that space to not put pressure on anything and just like, okay, this is just how this is going to be. And I just wrote it out. And then when we got to Arizona, like I was in this really good place and just kind of like surrendering and enjoying the time with my family. And then big things started to happen. Like I had like one of my biggest months, like, and then more people started reaching out about wanting, doing, wanting to do sessions. And then that income that I lost was replaced by things that I actually like wanted to make money through, you know, that wasn't like this fear-based thing. It was, I allowed myself to step out of that. And like, now I've been helping people on like an even deeper level because I went through all of that. So it's crazy how we can go from like that. Like I, I think back at moments and I'm like, wow, I should have been more present, but then it's also like, it's okay that I wasn't because I was aware that I wasn't and I accepted that that I wasn't and I just allowed myself to move through that. And it like opened up all these new opportunities that I'm seeking now. So mm-hmm. like just, yeah, just noticing when you feel detached and just being like, okay, I'm feeling detached right now. Mm-hmm. Just making that awareness is, is a step forward. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And now I feel like now that that's happened, I mean, I've been doing that like, all the somatic work that I have been doing. Like I've naturally been doing that, but that was like, it just all added up. Like all of the work that I've been doing, like made so much sense. And now it's just like expanded and grown and I can like hold people in that now. So then they can like step into like higher versions of Mm -hmm. themselves. So it was meant to happen, but in the moment, like we can just get like, I don't want this. Even as coaches in this space, like it's so easy to be like, we teach people how to do these things. And then when it's happening to us, we're like, oh, this shit is really real. Mm-hmm. Very, very real. Mm-hmm. And I don't think it's something you ever perfect, but I think it's the awareness around it expands and grows. And you're learning how to hold yourself deeper. Like that's really all he- what healing is, is holding ourselves deeper, not getting to like some destination where it's like, oh, I figured it out now. I don't think that's the point. And that just leads to so much disappointment and it's deeper than that. So, mm-hmm. yeah. You guys caught me on a very interesting day because I've been moving through a lot. Like what I said last week, I was just like overthinking so much. Like every every morning I was just like, I need to do this and this and this. And I was like so caught up in the structure of like catching up that today I just like allowed myself to like move through a process before this and just like really feel, and we can kind of get into that if it if it happens, but um yeah i'm feeling i'm feeling like very vulnerable today like i was like should i even put mascara on because i I might cry but we'll see 
we'll see what happens. <laughs> You're in a perfect space to be vulnerable. I know. I trust you guys. I mean, I trust Josh and you're amazing. So <laughs> I can see this. I can see how this works. <laughs> well, can we, can we start with. A yeah, I'll just keep talking. So like, give me some. <laughs> and, and it's like the beauty that's coming through you right now. I really wanted to just to give it so much space because it is so, um, Like my, my experience with you, we have this before and after picture, right? Like I know how it felt to be in your energy in last year, October, right? And to feel into you now, I, I like to reflect. I, I like to mirror back to people. Sometimes it feels vulnerable um because when we first met and you you would you would name it all the time that you were the spacey spacious like very airy not spacey but and then it was like your energy was very frenetic mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and you signed up to be on the podcast a couple months ago or six weeks or whatever and postponed it and it felt like all of that needed to happen so that this could happen. And so to sit with you now, I could feel, as you kept saying deeper, I, I could feel your depth. I could feel this magical space that you've landed inside of you. And there's like a groundedness inside yourself and a safety and a new level of compassion I can feel. Mm -hmm. And and the the chance for you to it's like love your way through these processes instead of getting yeah. rid of them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and you know that for me is like huge, especially like when you first met me. Like I was still there's so many stories that I I felt like I had to work through. And like, I didn't, it's not like I didn't know how to or didn't want to, but it was just like, I felt like I had to like release everything like at once in order to like do this type of work. I thought I had to like release and be like reborn and be like this perfect image that I had of myself in my head. And I think that's what like led to all of that, like, you know, cause it was like kind of like I was dissociating from like so much for so long. I, I know that now, but to me, I was like, that's just who I am. And I'm going to learn how to embrace that. And I have, like, when I have those moments, like, it's still a part of me. I still do experience that, but it's so different now when I do, like, I actually feel like I'm like tapped into like a, it's, it's like, I'm in my own world, but I know like when I need to like come back down from that and like ground again, because it can get like really crazy, crazy up here. <laughs> but I've also learned that we don't, like I even say this a lot too, it's like piece by piece. I say this to everybody. I'm like, it's piece by piece and it takes time. We don't need to release all of our trauma and all of these stories and all of these, all of these ways. We just need to like rewrite that and give it space to move and 
piece by piece as we build more safety and trust within our body, then it naturally just starts to fall away. And it's not like there's like one day you wake up and you're like, I mean, some days, like I actually have had that where I'm like, wow, everything just, even with that that breathwork session I did with Josh, like everything was just connected of all these past versions and it landed here and I was like holding all, and I've never been able to do something to that extent. Even though I've done breathwork a million times, it just goes to show like it, the there's always more to learn about ourselves. There's always ways to go deeper. And that starts with really trusting ourselves that we don't need to beat ourselves up for like feeling anxious or stressed or disconnected or unproductive. That all has a purpose. And when we can actually just like feel into that, not thinking it's bad that I'm experiencing this or good that I'm experiencing this, it all matters and it all is beautiful. And I think that is something you have to feel in your body. You can't tell yourself like, oh, I'm safe. I feel safe. Like, let me release all of this now. Your body has a completely different plan, completely different plan. And it's always on such a different timeline. And when you have those moments, what matters is, I'm going to say it again, I'm a broken record. Like all of my clients who even watch this will be like, I just say awareness and awareness and awareness, awareness around that and being as present as possible in that process. And really just giving like those old stories space to transform into like more of of you, you know, like I, I'll go back to this today just cause it's coming through, but I've been feeling like a lot of, um, there's this word of like respect because I, I keep having these blocks and the past versions of me would get really mad. Like I have these blocks and I'm stuck and I'm not qualified enough to do what I do. And I don't have enough experience. And, you know, we all do that. I think no matter how much education you have, like you'll always feel that way. Cause there's always something to compare it to. But then I was really thinking about like, what is the root of that? Like when things are really happening and I'm seeing my clients have these transformations and I'm feeling like an entirely new person. And then you hit this point of like, you start sabotaging, like you, you hit this point and it's like, Oh, it's too much again or I'm missing something again. And I caught myself in that of like, what is the story behind that? And why does it keep showing up? And why do I keep doing this? And it goes back to like the word that came through is like respect, like needing, desperately needing to be respected. And this is very vulnerable because I don't even think it's something I wanted to admit to myself because I, you know, confidence, like I, you know, we need to be confident. And I do consider myself like a very confident person, but I am human. And there always has been this like little piece that's like keeping me from like really stepping into like this version of myself that I see that I've like lived before that like I know how to access, but like there's this block to it and it's respect. So I actually just allowed myself to like, like, what is this? part of me that needs like desperately needs to be like respected by who I don't even know who the world I don't know really like who I'm trying to impress I guess and I allowed myself to just really sit with that and I I noticed that it was like in my like solar plexus like in like this place of power and I put my hand on there and I just like my heartbeat was just like I could feel it like it was just like this like thumping like right there like I don't even feel it right now I think because it was like activated and I was like, holy shit, I've never felt like something like that. So I was like pressing on it. And as I did that, it like started creating like a little bit of an opening 
And then I just started telling myself, I was like, you're valid for feeling these ways for having this. And it's not, it's not my true story that I need to be respected to do what I do, but it was deeply ingrained from childhood of Josh knows a lot of this of, uh, I don't think this way about myself anymore as a kid. I've actually worked through a lot of this, but if you talk to any of my family members, they're like, you were a really difficult kid. You were so dramatic. You were so emotional. You never stopped crying, like just horror stories. And they used to like really get to me. And I started telling my parents and my family, like, stop bringing up these stories if you have nothing good to say. Like I started saying this and they were like, wow, like I had no idea this was affecting you like this. And I started like opening up about how that's affected me. Um, and it was actually like received pretty well. Like I don't really like hear it anymore or it's like, oh, I, I kind of noticed like, that I've been doing that. And and I think that was like really healing for this last trip home because it was like, I did that the last time I went there and I was like, I could, I felt like I could be more myself. And so all of those feelings were kind of like being released of like, I'm speaking up for myself and I'm breathing into this and I'm like allowing it to move. And the reason that I feel these ways of needing to be respected and needing to be a perfectionist is because I'm trying to make up for all of the things I did as a kid, all of the, like the, all of the terror I brought people and all of like the hardship I brought them. I felt like I had to overcompensate as an adult by like really proving myself that like, I'm good. I got this. You don't have to worry about me. And like, really, I wouldn't call it people pleasing. I guess in some ways, I don't really consider myself a people pleaser. <laughs> That's a hard one for me because I just kind of just like go my own way and I don't really care if I like stir the pot a little bit. But this is way more like I I felt like when I was like at the beginning of this work, I was like, I wanted to get off calls and people be like, she's just the best there is out there, you know, and then you have certain sessions with people and it's like doesn't really land for them. And then you have sessions with other people and it's like, oh my God, this makes so much sense. And like, those are the people I'm still working with. And it's like, I don't need to be respected by everyone. That's exhausting. If I'm gonna go, like, I want everyone to feel impacted by the work that I'm doing or by breath work or by like somatic work in general. And like, I was, this was all in like five minutes too. And I think that's like, <laughs> the depth that this work goes is like, I can just kind of lay there, put on a song that I feel safe with and just kind of feel into it. Cause you can feel it in your body. You guys know what I'm talking about. It's like this, like, like nothing, like I can't even like take action on anything. Cause I'm like, why do I need to be respected? Why do I, why is this here? Why is this so prominent? I can't even write. And I love to write. That's like my favorite thing in the world. And I'm like, second guessing everything I'm writing. Maybe that's not right. Maybe that won't land. Maybe this one deal. And so I was just like, I stopped what I was doing. And then I just sat there for five minutes with it, gentle breath, nothing crazy. And was like talking out loud. Like, why is this here? Why do you feel this way? You're valid for feeling this way. And it just was like able to open. So I don't know how I got on that tangent, but I think that's everything leading up to like this moment of like the road trip and everything from October now, like being in this work for, this length of time and like not giving up. And I think that just goes to show like when we're consistent and not consistent in like working every day or completing our task list, but like consistent in showing up for ourselves and being able to show ourselves more compassion every single day and doing more of the things that like feel good 
like you you're just working on something and you're like i just feel so fulfilled right now doing more of that and less of the things that just suck your energy out and it's easier said than done because i fall into traps of like binge watching netflix and like we you know and that's okay i can have those moments and like come back to like what actually matters and like that's consistency is always bringing yourself back and the more we show ourselves compassion and continually show up in the ways that we want like that expands and that expands and it expands and expands to certain moments like this like waking up today i was so excited to be on your podcast you know and i don't think i could have done i don't think i would have been excited a couple months ago because i'm just like i'm just not sure i'm not sure of like what i would say or blah, blah, blah. and like all of that just kind of like you know Mm-hmm. So, because you're in a completely different spot, even I just have to reflect. Like you asked your parents for respect by just asking them to no longer say those things. Yeah, like like because like there's a point where it's like surrendering into like the fact that not everyone's going to respect you, but also asking when you can because that's a need yeah. for to be respected. Very true. Yeah, and you, you asked for it, and if that happened in the last few months before when you when you postpone to now, like that is a whole new code in your head. Yeah. Asked. You asked for it. Yeah. Very true. I never thought of it like that. Yeah. Yeah. It changes. Even if it's like not, you don't get the response you want from everyone. You You still, I'm still standing up for what I need and like walking the talk, you know, like I'm really big on like walking the talk. And if I show up to a call and I'm like, exhausted or I'm not going to give a hundred percent. I say that and I don't cancel the call because of, you know, maybe I'm feeling a little off or I'm not perfect enough. Like I can't, you can't go through life like that. And that's not, no one wants that. Right. (laughs) No one wants you to show up as like this perfect robot person. And if they do, then they're not for me (laughs) because I'm not like that. So yeah, but thank you. That's like, I, I really didn't think of it like that. So we just recorded um, with another woman and she was saying how she has this, these circles in her basement and how she invites people. And like the one thing is just come as you are, whatever is present yeah. for you, whatever space you're in. And mm-hmm. one day she had um, was just not in her right space. And so she almost canceled, but caught herself and was like, yes, yes, I, I, I should, should be showing up even if I'm not perfect, just to mm-hmm. prove, not prove, but to set that example, to walk exactly. the talk of, yes. I'm not okay right now, but you guys are still welcome and we're still going to be here together. And, you know, she, I'm sure she got so much out of so much. Energy. You always do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I've never once canceled a call once, mm-hmm. but my, my previous job when I was like running a content team and I, I was like running pretty much like a startup with one other person, um, that's what I was doing before this, but I've always like really wanted to help people like on this kind of level. I just like, you know, I think, I think I needed to grow past that and like educate myself and like really feel into what I wanted to do. But like at that job, I would cancel calls left and right. I'm like, Oh, I'm not in the mood. Oh, I don't want to talk to this person today. Like, and it's just like, you're continually. And even in my old job, like I, I was helping people through their issues. Like, even though it was like a content, like health marketing is what I did. Um, so it was like very like research heavy and very like detail oriented job. And it was just like, I, I didn't have the space to like hold 
people in that. So it was just like exhausting because I just had like, and I didn't even know what we were talking about half the time. It just started to become like, like robotic. And I was like, oh, this is just like, I need to like do something more. But when I look back on that, it's like, now I know like I'm in my calling and what I should be doing. Cause I don't, I don't do that. I think there's been times where I'm like, oh, I wish I was feeling a little better and little, little moments. I'm like, maybe I'll like message them. And then I'm like, no, I don't even want to do that. It doesn't even feel like, I know after this call, I'm going to be like lifted up, you know, in whatever way I'm showing up for them. And like, I feel like those calls when like what you're saying, you catch yourself in that, then it, it could be like the best call ever for you and for that person or those other people. Cause no one wants perfect. No one wants this, like, I have it all together and you don't. So you need to keep breathing and working on yourself. Right. right. And that's why I love, <laughs> I forget where I heard it, but like when you think of like your favorite characters in a book or a TV show or anything, they're not perfect. It's the perfect characters that you hate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. The characters that we resonate with the most and we admire the most because they are imperfect, imperfectly them imperfectly yeah. for themselves yeah yeah I love that oh, I felt good to get out <laughs> thank you for sharing it with us. yeah of course you guys create such a beautiful space so it's easy <laughs> high-fiving Josh <laughs> <laughs> so I'm curious about just your business in general is it just breath work like is it a coaching like what what goes on that's a really good question <laughs> i feel like my messaging on instagram i'm just like i was very focused on breath work for like a really long time because that's like what opened up so much like in so many ways <laughs> like i don't i can't even like begin to talk about like the the transformation from I mean, it was like October is like when I went through my certification, but like before then, like when I started like slowly getting into like mindfulness and I originally started off wanting to be a nutritionist. So I was going to go back to school and become like, I was going to go become a dietitian. And I was like, I don't really want to go back to school because I already have a master's in communications. I was like, I don't want to, I don't want to go back to school. And so I started doing like little certifications and I really started my Instagram, like, I mean, I, I started like my first one when I was like really young, like before it was like influencer, which I'm not an influencer, but before that was like even a thing or like coaching, especially, which is like even more new. Like I actually had like an Instagram and I would share tips and all this stuff. And I was like really young and it was like not even a thing. So it was like really weird <laughs> like that I was sharing these like little graphics. So like I, I, I always knew it was in me to like help people on this level. But I felt like I had to take that like normal path. Like I had to take the normal path and I was good at writing and everyone told me I was good at writing. I was terrible at everything else. And that's, I just decided to like run with it. And that's like what I went to college for. And I got my degree in it and then I worked in it and I like built my way up. And then I achieved like all of my goals that I had for myself, like really like a lot earlier than I thought. And then I was like, this is it. This is like what it's gonna, this is my life now. I don't know, like what I'm saying before, I just canceled calls and I'm like, oh. And I just felt bad because people relied on me there. Like I was like, people relied on me there, but I was so overworked and so disconnected from what I was doing that I just started seeking like things on the side to just kind of 
like fill me up. And I started with nutrition, like I said, and I hated it. I like love taking care of myself and eating right and exercise. Like I love all of that. Still do it to this day because I think it is a huge part of regulating our nervous systems and being a healthy, well-rounded person is taking care of yourself and eating right, eating a balanced diet. But I felt like it just wasn't, it wasn't what I was supposed to teach. I thought it was like a really, I think it's getting better now, now that there's like functional medicine and things like that. But at least when I was in it, like years ago, it was very toxic. It was like, don't eat this, don't do this. And I already, this is what really sparked breath work for me. I had to think about this yesterday because I was like, what really was it? And I think I always forget that this happened because it's really hard. It's like a very traumatizing thing that I went through that I put myself through. Now I know what it's, it's stemmed from, but I had really, really bad health anxiety to the point where I would like, I just thought I had everything under the, and Google doesn't help. You know, you Google your symptoms and I would get like this weird thing would happen or this weird thing would happen. And I'd feel all this like weird pain in like my side. And I'm like, Oh, I'm going to die. Like my, you know, appendix is going to explode or I'm going to do this, or I'm going to go to the doctor and they're going to tell me I have cancer. Like it was just like so excessive. And I would like actually like plan, like if I died, like this is like, not like a will, but it was like kind of to that level where I'd be like, if something ever happened to me, like I wanted people to know like what, and I would just leave it on my computer. Like it was just like, it got really, really dark. And I was still like, you know, overworking myself, getting my career going, well, living in the city, living this high life. And then like deep down, I was just like, I had had all of this chronic pain all of these like feelings of just like, it was just really, really dark. And I had these ever since I was a kid. I remember being a kid and just like lying in bed, just like so scared of everything. You know, I always slept with like my light on a little bit. I had this dimmed light. And I remember just being on a little bit just so I didn't have to be like so consumed by the dark. And I like really brought that into my adulthood. And then I really started, I don't really know how I started working through that or how I started realizing like, oh, this is health anxiety. Like at some point it clicked. I was like, this isn't, I'm not actually dying. I'm like, this is all like just stories and trauma from my childhood of like losing people to like crazy diseases. Like I, like there was some like weird things that happened in my childhood that I kind of took with me. I never really fully processed. Um, Even like my grandma and like, just like things that like always scared me, but I never really went into because I was like, you know, it's just too much. So I think that's originally what sparked like my idea with nutrition. Cause I was like, if I eat well and take care of myself, like then I'm in control. Then I, you know, then I'm in control. I'll be healthy forever. I'm like, but that's, that's not it. Cause I was getting into that and I'm like, there was all this restrictiveness and guilt and shame around it. And when I started getting, this was when diets were really crazy. They're not as crazy anymore, but they were like really wild in the past. Just like, I don't know. I even think back to the things that I did and I'm like, that is just not healthy or sustainable, you know? Um, and then that's when mindfulness kind of started coming into my life. I got into yoga. I remember my first like, uh, heated, it was like heated power flow. So you're like moving really fast and you're like in the heat and I remember just going to a couple of those classes and just like feeling, I was like, this is like amazing. Like, I just feel so good. I've never felt this just from like working out in the gym or eating. And it was just like, I think that's what kind of like opened the door. It was like, I can feel better just by moving my body and like sweating and, you know, just like getting out of my mind. 
And then I really went on this yoga path and I still am on it, but it's like shifted and changed, but that really like opened me up to that. And then meditation and then more of like the pranayamic breathing. I got into like more of like that type of breathing, which isn't like, it's similar to what we do, you know, at pause or like what we learned, but not as long. And it's like more about like the movement and like, like, like bringing movement and breath together, but not so much focusing on like breath for healing. It's more about like that, like mindset, like getting out of your head. Um, so that was really intriguing. So I started doing like some courses on that, just like simple ones online in my free time. And I just remember feeling like so good. And then I wanted to combine everything and do like nutrition and I wanted to do breath work and I wanted to do yoga. And I was like, I want to do all of these things. So they've all helped me so much, like realize that I was just living in these old stories and living in fear and letting like stress, like really take over my life and like drive everything. Um, and then I just remember this was like years later, I just saw like breathwork coaching or I think, I think it was pause. Like, I think I saw like Sam, it was like a video of her and she was just like, the way she spoke about it, I was like, I feel like I felt these things in yoga and all the, all the work that I've been doing but I could feel like her embodiment through it. Like I could just feel like she like was embodying something like really unique. And then I just like signed up for it. Like I remember like I would never spend that much money and like sign up for something. And I remember signing up and my husband was like, you know, I, I'm, I'm someone who just kind of like goes for things. Like I'm, I'm really not afraid to start over. I never really have been. Now I just do it in a more grounded way, but I was never afraid to start over and like, feel the things and in that way, if that makes sense. Um, and I signed up like really early. It was like six months before it even started. (laughs) I didn't even have to do that. I was like, I'm signing up now. I'm committing to it. And I was so excited. Like those whole six months, even before I started, like I started getting into breathing and I started posting about it more. And I started doing like my own education and like learning about the nervous system. Like I just love to research. That's like what my background is in. So like when I research, like I, can just absorb information. But this was different because I was like absorbing information and then I was also like embodying it at the same time. And I was like, I know what embodiment, I know what that means. Cause I can actually feel like these shifts. And even before pause started, like I was doing like really like small things, listening to some of Sam's recordings and just kind of like getting used to, and I'm really happy I did that now because I was, I think that's what it made me like take it and run with it. Cause I, I think I was already, becoming known as like a breathwork person on Instagram before I even like started the program. Cause I would just post about like the things that it was helping me with, like just breathing. And, um, now I see that it's ex- expanded in crazy ways. Cause I was like four, seven, eight breathing. It's good for this. You know, like, doing all, like that <laughs> research that you could just Google, but I just remember posting it and people were like, Oh, this is so cool. I've never thought of breath like this. And I was like, Oh, there's something, there's something there. Um, and then when pod started, like everything just kind of started connecting and I met Josh and like all these other people who I was like, I'm not crazy. Like this actually works and like people can be here to support me. And then it just felt like that's like what I was supposed to do. Like it was just, it was, I knew that was it. I knew, I knew like somatic work, like breath work to start was, was it. Cause I was already like, becoming so deeply connected to my body and like being able to express things in a different way. And I think pause like really taught us, at least from my perspective, like how to hold space 
I think that was like the biggest takeaway was like how to hold space and like how different breath patterns affect your body and your nervous system and when to use them rather than just like doing like the, you know, over breathing all the time. There's so much beauty in like the calm breathing, you know, that opens you up in a different way than like the over breathing does and like being able to like mix them and like create your own playlists like the music I've always loved music. I was actually I wanted to be a DJ when I was a kid and was taking like DJ lessons. Um, I had a, I had a name. I don't know if I told Josh this, but my name was DJ Jumpstart when I was a little, when I was a DJ, <laughs> 12. I had like, I could do the turntables and like sync music. So I was like, that's cool that like, that's a part of it. Cause music has always been so healing for me. And before I even graduated, <laughs> it was like a month before I quit my job and I was making six figures. I was doing very well for myself. People thought I was nuts. I remember my mom being like, you can't make money with breath work. Who's going to pay for that? Like, what does that even mean? Like breathing? I can just do it. I did a few sessions with my mom and she loved it. Um, but she still just couldn't wrap her head around. Like, how are you going to like make consistent money off of this? You know? And I think I was just like in such a good state by the end of that program that I was like, I'm going to just figure it out. And I was like, I created my first program breathing through burnout before I even graduated. <laughs> Hopefully no one like listens to this because I guess it was like frowned upon. <laughs> but I was like, <laughs> I don't care because I'm ready. I'm not going to wait for someone to tell me to do this when just because I'm graduating from this program, there's no laws around this. And I've yeah. also been practicing this work for years up until this point that this just sealed the deal and made it like now I have some tangible things in science. And I have this embodiment around it that I can just go with it. And it was so much fun. Like I, there were only a couple people in the program, but it was just, I'd look back on that. I'm like, that was like the best thing I could have done. Cause I was like, if I get someone to sign up for this program, like I'm, I'm quitting my job like this, that to me is a sign because it wasn't cheap. <laughs> and I, I felt like I, had all this content and all this knowledge to share. And it was like, if it's time, it's time. But if not, if no one signs up, I'll just wait and like keep building it. And I got a couple signups for it. And I was like, I guess that's unheard of with like your first one. It usually like takes a couple rounds to like get people um, like interested. And I, I think that's when it like really clicked at like, this is what I'm supposed to teach and do. And then I had no fear quitting my job. And I remember that day, it was just like, my boss was like, what? <laughs> this came out of nowhere. And then I, he was like, maybe there were some red flags, but like it ended really well. And I was still like doing some work for them. But I remember him even saying like, if anyone is going to be like successful, like, you know, doing anything outside of here, like I, he's like, I know you're going to do something great. Um, and that just really like blew up into like what I'm doing now. I really started with like a focus on burnout because that's what I was experiencing at the time and like researching so heavily on. I was like, why am I always, why am I always so frozen? Or why am I always like so like feeling like I'm gonna jump out a window? Not and like kill myself, but more like so much energy that I'm like, I don't know what to do with all of this. And I didn't know what to do with, like it was all just kind of like, like that's what that like floatiness is. It's just like, it was all over the place. And like, I feel like breath work just really helped me like, hone it all in. Like, I think we did that exercise like in pause. And I was like, that is like, like honing your energy back was just like, and I think breath work really helps you do that and just like settle back in of like, what do I actually want to do? What do I want to create? And then I started realizing like burnout, this was like my whole thing. 
is like when we're disconnected from our heart, from our gifts, from our intuition, from our voice, from everything, that's what leads to burnout because our energy is all over the place. We don't know what to do with it. We're filling up our cups and then like over committing. And then we're like back to square one. So it was just like this like constant cycle. But when we can really just like come back into our body and like focus on like what's here and like reconnect back to everything moving within us, then we can't be burnt out because we have these boundaries. We have this safety within ourselves. Like you can't be burnt out from that place. Mm-hmm. And I haven't been burnt out since then. I've, I've experienced stress, but I have a healthy relationship to it. It's not bad to experience stress. It's bad to get stuck in it. Mm-hmm. You don't want to get yeah. stuck, but it's okay to feel it. It's good to feel it. Mm-hmm. You know? Can you talk about how long it takes for people to heal from burnout? Because I quit my job right before pause too, right uh-huh. before I before I ended yeah. pause, like right in the like same thing. I was just like, like I love it. I, yeah, same thing. Everyone's like, "Are you crazy? Like, how do you just <laughs> breathe?" So same thing. But I remember like months later, still being like, "Why am I not?" Because my job like literally made me ill. It was so stressful. And so when I, like months later, I remember being like, okay, like, why am I still so tired all the time? And so I saw somewhere someone was like, you can be healing from burnout for years because it it takes that much out of you. I'm sure everyone's different, but I didn't know if you had anything to speak on with that. With the Yes. Yeah, no, that's great. Everyone is different. For me, it was like, when I quit my job, like I was I feel like I was already like at the end of like that burnt, like at the end of it, I guess you could say, where I was like, I'm ready to just like jump into something new. Cause I experienced it for like two years before that. And then as I was doing this work, like I, it started to just kind of fall away, but I don't think it, it really did until like a couple months after like the program, Mm -hmm. I was still kind of in that state of like still holding onto this and onto this, Mm -hmm. but I was no longer in this state of like, freeze for like a you know two weeks at a time it was like i would be in like a state of freeze for like a day and then i'd like feel through it and then like be able to like create a bit of an opening so i don't really know the exact time it's just like it's so hard. it's such a good question right. but I, I i think even some of my clients who like went through that program and still work with me today like almost a year later we're still doing sessions are completely different they don't even resonate with a lot of the content from the program because it's like they're on like this whole new path mm-hmm. that they've like found this connection they know what they want to work on and so it's like not so much of like healing from burnout as, as much as it, as it is like how much deeper can i go into self-love right you know like when i'm in this state of like stuckness or stagnance like how can i move through this and i think one thing that came through when you were saying that too is i think there's like a big emphasis on like the really intense breathing and i think if you're dealing with like a lot of stress and a lot of feeling, you know, burnt out. I think it's like bringing it back to square one of like, how are you like breathing throughout your day? Mm-hmm. Like focusing on like really gentle breathing and allowing your body to like fall asleep during a breathwork session. If you're someone who's burnt out, let yourself fall asleep. I'll be there to wake you up or just fall asleep. And you know, I'll like slowly, okay, it's time to wake up. <laughs> <laughs> like, Don't be don't think that you're doing anything wrong because your body probably just needs to sleep and you need to teach your nervous system that like, it's okay to just rest and like be in this and that you're not just going to like heal from burnout overnight or stress. And also reframing your relationship with stress of it's not bad to be stressed. It's not bad to be anxious. 
but like I said, like getting like wrapped up in that and allowing it to like, just you're stressed all the time. That's what leads to burnout. Cause at some point, like your parasympathetics trying to kick in of like, okay, we need to rest. We need to rest. We need to rest. And you keep ignoring those cues and then, then you're frozen again. So it's just like giving yourself that space of like, okay, I, I can feel myself. I'm working on this. And like, there's all these blocks and all of this. And like, you try to force your way through it. And then you're just like making that making that worse and worse and worse rather than like, okay, let me take a step back, go outside, read a book, take a break, do a little bit of breathing, come back and see how I feel. Or maybe it's like a week where you just need to like, you know, take yourself out of everything and just allow yourself to sit with like any discomfort that's arising. Cause on the other side of that is like so much more freedom as we all know. So that's hard. I'm sure like someone who's like a burnout expert <laughs> could probably like, cause it, it does take years. And I think we go through these different cycles and different feelings, but at least for me and in my approach to it is I think there comes a point when you kind of hit that end with it and then it creates this like opening. So then instead of like, I think those cycles can repeat, but like the more you can like catch yourself in that moment of like, I'm starting to feel and like having awareness around like what that feels like and bringing yourself back to rest and like having that like healthy balance, which is unique for everyone. And it's, it's kind of what I help my clients focus on. But again, like my offerings have like definitely really expanded out of more than just breath work, but I'm having a really t- a hard time expressing that on Instagram because I think it's like, I'm the breath work girl, you know? So it's like, <laughs> but I'm going through some more courses and training and I'm about to do like a certification in like somatic healing, like somatic stress relief. It starts in April and yeah, like really building on that because even in my sessions, I naturally like, I think, I think breath work is like an amazing tool to help us move through things. But I think for me, there started to become like a disconnect because I was like, what am I moving through? Maybe it's, you know, and I tried to not let like my logical mind, like take control too much but I kind of lost sight of what I was moving through or if I was just doing breath work just to do it, just to regulate myself, whatever that means, you know? And I I didn't want myself to experience dysregulation because I had like fear around like, you know, if I experience that then I'll burn myself out again. Or, you know, there's all these like stories which I had around nutrition of like, if I do this, I have control. So it was like, I've seen all these patterns of like why I was doing these things. And that's when I really wanted to start going deeper. Like even the work I did this morning of like feeling where that was in my body and then breathing through it. And it was like all these old stories and things came through that I was like, you know, I could just cry and kind of like release pieces of it. Like, yes, that was breath work, but that was also like a somatic process. You know, I was like feeling into where it lived and like letting it move and letting it shift and having that safety. So even in my breath work sessions, I really like to start it off by like, what are you feeling like right now? Like, how can you meet yourself right now? And then like kind of like intuitively guiding them through some kind of like um, process. And then you bring that into the breathwork session. So then it's like this kind of, sometimes it's like, okay, I just fell asleep. And I'm like, that's beautiful. Like there are things that came up. It's like, oh, I kind of caught that. Like I, I noticed that there was this part and this part came through. And then you can kind of like build on that session by session. And this work is not instant. Like, I think if you go into a session and like, everything's like, yes, you can have those releases and that's amazing, but it's way more powerful when you like build up and you like catch these little things and you keep moving through them and building safety. And that's really what I have noticed. My work has 
come to rather than like, let's breathe and like relieve stress today. That will come naturally if you're going to, you know, know what you're moving through in the first place and like kind of getting into like the stickiness, but not in a way that feels forceful. Just simply asking yourself, like, what's here right now? Like a feeler, you know, we, we did feelers, but it's like, it's like that times 10, I feel like is kind of like what I want to get into. And then like the more you're doing that on calls, like you're going to bring that into your daily life because that's what I did. Like, how do I feel like right now, like doing this and like, how can I shift during myself into alignment and blah, 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 blah. So, um, short story or long story short, uh, breathwork is amazing. And it, I think it will always be like the foundation of what I teach, but I think it's even this week, like waking up today, like all I'm doing is like researching and like trying to figure out what to add next. And I finally like made my decision and now I'm kind of like going into like the somatic stress relief side of things, which I feel like is going to be able to take this deep, this work like so, so, so much deeper. And it's things that I've already been naturally doing, but now I just like really want to like be able to hold space for people. Like I don't want to have to think my way through a session. I want to be able to show up for someone and just be like completely present with them. And I've done that before, but I still feel like there's like some of these blocks that I'm working through. That's going to allow me to like really just, cause I think that's where the magic happens. Like even on this call, like just, I'm just, I'm not talking with my mind right now, you know? And that makes such a difference. Like when you're coaching people and, um, I think I'm in like this really big process of bringing everything I learned and that I've learned to embody together and like creating something like really special through it. Um, but I think it really does start with breath work and then you build on that. Cause I think breath work is like that opening and it helps us create that safety. And then we can like expand into, you know, whatever comes through and like really working through that. So yeah, <laughs> I'll just keep talking. Whoa. <laughs> Josh knows this. <laughs> <laughs> that's where I'm at that's what I want to build and we'll I think that first stage was was burnout but I think burn, it's just so much deeper it's so much deeper than that it's almost like an invitation burnout to be like what else yeah 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 it's kind of like that was like the and then as I started learning about breath and the nervous system and how it affects the nervous system, I was like, oh, it's simple. Like we just kind of, like, you know, and then you learn that it's like way deeper than that. That's just like the first layer that gets you like interested. And then you can kind of right. build and evolve from that. And everyone's so unique. So there really is no right way. You know, some people have like really deeply ingrained trauma. I think everyone, like, obviously everyone has trauma, but some it's like, you know, it's more ingrained where it's like, you got to really take it slow. Cause you don't want to like, cause harm you want them to like feel safe in that process so it's like really it's really unique and i think it just like i said it just comes from being like as present and heart-centered as as you can be so so i've thought a lot about society and this idea that if we're so there's the book called the myth of normal gabor mate and he talks about um there's somebody that I think he quotes that talks about if we fit in in a sick society, that's nothing to like brag about, brag about or celebrate. And so I've thought about this generational like 
as we're evolving and understanding humans better. And if we were going to start a society, maybe the three of us sit down and we have a campfire and we're like, we're going to start a society and we're going to assess like what is working and what isn't working. And the three of us could share like needs that weren't met as a little mm -hmm. person. And so it feels like there's this, I, I was sharing this with Hannah, that there's two prongs here. There's the healing, there's the undoing, what, what happened to us or didn't happen for us when we were little. And then also learning from all of that so that we can evolve generationally and pass down, pass forward these new ideas, these new, instead of like trying to cram this um, healthy nervous system into a dysregulated society. And it's just like, ah, this, yeah. this doesn't work. So can we like, that's, that's kind of my, where I'm, where I'm at, like this new understanding, this new exploration of what do humans actually need? What are we missing in this society so that it's not more of the same, but just now we have breath work. Mm -hmm. We're always less stressed. <laughs> What's that? So we've always had it. We just yeah. reaccessed it. <laughs> we accessed. Yeah. <laughs> Keep going. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> You're just, on a roll. <laughs> well, I'm I'm really diving into what what we need as humans, like these universal human needs that doesn't matter the race or the class or whatever, mm -hmm. the gender. It it's all of us have these deep human needs. Mm -hmm. And can we create spaces, pockets of community where this healing gets to take place? But then it's not just healing, it's normal, it's life. Mm -hmm. Like some somebody asked if I'm a therapist and I'm like, well, what if I'm creating a space that we pay somebody to go into a therapist's office? What if that's just yeah. more and more the majority of what, like we can go into a bookstore and it feels like safety oh, or we okay. can go into Hannah's basement into her new setting that that gets to be what therapy feels like it really it's just safety that that's what yeah get in a therapist's office right somebody to hear us somebody to acknowledge us and so hmm. yeah. i wonder all that too because <clears throat> i'm creating like you know eventually i will be having little classes in my basement i have my one-on-one -on -one clients in my basement they have my little part-time job that's 15 minutes down the road and it's a farm. So it's all like everyone's Jealous. happy. It's the best. Everyone like it's, I need that. It, it's just, it's minimum wage, but like, I just love it. And I'm, I, yeah. when I'm in that high vibe of just being around people and helping people just get mm. their local organic uh, vegetables, like that just like makes me so happy. But so I go do that and I will go, go downtown. Sometimes I go into the city to see my sister or like, but when I do that, when I go out like further than my little bubble that I've created, where I'm just like helping people heal or just enjoying like this morning, I, I put on my calendar that I need to go run this errand, which is like an hour away. And I was, but it's, it doesn't have, it didn't have to happen today. I'm like, 
you know what, my car is still covered in snow. Maybe I'll go do that another day. And like, but I mentioned that to someone else and they're like, well, wh- why didn't you go just brush your car off? And it's, you know, so it's like when you, I'm in this bubble where I'm, I do things that feel good for me, that nurture me. But then I, it's like a, like a slap mm-hmm. in the face almost when you go back out into that sick society where I feel like I almost don't fit in anymore because it's yeah. so people are like as much work I've done in my little bubble it's almost harder to like respond to so I wonder the same thing like what what is it that people are missing because I go out to the grocery store and I'm like what is like I can feel that rumbling that fluttering of like everyone else's anxiety I can just feel it you know so I'm unprocessed emotions (laughs) I want yeah I wonder too like how can we we just have to keep showing up as us and yeah. see that and hope that, like, that's why I always say, I, I trust in the ripple effect of. I was just going to say ripple effect. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> and so if we just keep doing that, what we feel is authentic to us, and then they show up, people will it's just be slow. And maybe yeah. one day we can sit down and plan our society properly <laughs> I mean my business name is the balanced society so oh I didn't know that I love that I know sometimes I read it and I'm like is this a cult name <laughs> <laughs> I was actually talking to my sister I'm like does my business name sound like a cult she's like kinda I'm like well it's not <laughs> it's like the opposite of a cult <laughs> but still I was like hmm it's really cool like people are like oh, I love it but then there's also that too. I'm like, do I even like it? You know, and then it's like that sabotage again too. But right. anyway, no, I love that because it's perfect for what we're talking about. It's, it is, yeah, that, it's it is balance. that next, that next yeah. step that we're hoping for. Mm-hmm. And I've always been, I mean, I am a Libra rising. I'm not like super big on astrology, but my sister is. So she teaches me all, all this stuff. But a Libra is like all about balance. And like, that's like my rising sign is like how I'm, you know, project myself to the world. So I just thought that was really interesting because that's something I've always been like really tied to in terms of lifestyle. And um, I guess that's kind of like the ripple effect I want to have is like you can find balance and it's not about just being joyful and aligned all the time. And like, you know, always like in it and always motivated and always productive. Like there's a balance. And I just really want to help people like figure out what their balance is, you know? And that's like can look like this one day and the next yeah. day like this window of tolerance you know like mm-hmm. sometimes some days we wake up and we can take on anything and like the things that usually affect us like don't and then other days it's like you know the smallest things happen and you're just like Ugh. and like neither is more valid or better or more healing than the other like it's it all deserves to be there and the more we can just like really embrace that like that's that's what transformation is not like oh i'm anxious And I think that's what the world is missing. Like what we're talking about is like people are just defined by their anxiety and they're defined by their stress and they're defined by I'm a people pleaser or I'm a perfectionist or I'm a, you know, they're defined by like success only. And I think there's like a lot of, not everyone, like I don't want to like be like a downer, but I think there's a lot of of emptiness. And I think if, you just really take that time to just figure out like what you want and like to just sit with your feelings. And I actually saw this the other day and it's like stuck with me is emotions are energy in motion. 
I think it's like a big somatic thing right now. Like I, I hear people saying it and I'm like, Oh, I love that. You know, because <clears throat> when, and it just like, it, it makes all of our emotions just seem so equal. Like emotions are energy in motion. It's not like, you know, joy is, and then sadness isn't, it's like all of them are energy in motion. They all are teachers. They're all, you know, helping us grow in some way, even if like that growth is hard, you know, and when we allow those emotions to move through our body, like that's how we create space and like keep everything flowing. Like when you think about like your vagus nerve, even like when that is just like, you know, when we increase our vagal tone, like it's like building a muscle, like it just gets stronger and stronger and stronger. But then when we start to neglect it, it starts to get weak and weak and weak. And I like to think about like our emotions in that way too. When we keep it flowing and just like allow everything to flow as it needs without having any like expectation around it, then going back to burnout, we won't experience that or it won't be as, you know, set in us. And then we're not getting so attached to like, I'm an anxious person, which is how I used to define myself. And I think if everyone just kind of took a second to do that, and even though it's really, really scary, and I don't want to downplay that of like feeling is really scary. It was for me. And I didn't know what to do with it at first because I was like really scared to even do a breathwork session. I had so much pain and all of those like ailments that I, you know, experienced um, when I was really in like my mode of health anxiety where it was all consuming. As I started to breathe and like feel my feelings, like it, I don't, I don't feel those pains anymore, you know, and that's because I gave it that space. Um, but also, I'm curious if you guys have experienced this too, of like when you start to like move through things and feel things and heal things, and you start to come out on the other side. For me, that was like really dark. Like I went through a really dark period of because you're unlearning things like you're literally rewiring your whole body. So I think it's just like this shell shock and no one really talks about like the, I call it like the in-between of like openness, like we're open, I'm ready to feel and we have that safety. And then the expansion, there's something in the middle that that's the work. And that's like the scariest part is like, and everyone just talks about the opening and the expansion, but like, there's something in the middle that like, that's where all the magic happens but it's also like we're we're facing so much and rewiring so much and unlearning so much that for me that was like and i'm still kind of in it in some ways i think you know you move in and out of it the more you like up level and change but i guess like the first time it like really happened like when i started getting into breath work like it was really hard for a while like i felt almost like more disconnected mm-hmm. and then that like brought me into like a deeper connection later i'm just yeah. curious like that's something that you've, you also experienced. Well, the word that comes to me is like shedding. Yeah. When you think of shedding, like I first think of like menstrual cycles, that's a very dark part of the month. (laughs) (laughs) And then, or like when like a snake sheds its skin, like, Mm -hmm. like weird, like that is a weird thing. Like their whole skin, like gross. Yeah, Yeah. So it's like anything I think of shedding, it's, it's intense and maybe dark. So yeah, I, and cause it's hard. Those, those certain becomes certain things that you're afraid to let go of mm-hmm. because yeah. you are stepping yeah. into that new place. And it's like, well, this toxic person can't come with me, but they've been a part of my life this whole, t- my whole life. So letting go of that. So yeah. you, you get almost stuck in like a limbo of like, I can't move forward without this, but I can't 
like also I need to like need to let go Mm-hmm. That's, is that kind of what you're talking about yeah it's like this I think the word that's coming through is like attachment like we have like attachment to things that are familiar and I think it just takes time because like it's like this jarring like it's just kind of like your nervous system all of a sudden is like whoa we have not felt any of this before so I think it's just like once that starts opening um yeah I think that's in shedding as well like it starts to shed and I think if I could go back in time and just like show myself a little bit more love <laughs> as I was going through that. But like, I think I had to experience that first. Cause now I am like, this is going to be so much more powerful. If I actually like give myself some grace and like space to move through this instead of like jumping into the next project or the next thing. And like really just tending to like what I need to feel good. Yeah. So. Well, yeah. it's also like this metaphor comes through and this might've been one of Josh's because he always has the best metaphor. Yes. But like, <laughs> Write it down. <laughs> yeah, <get a> pen. <laughs> um, when you like go off on like, maybe not a road trip, but like a boating trip and you just shove off the dock into like the ocean, which is endless and abyss. And mm-hmm. it can also be like dark and scary, but it's like, you don't, you know that you have to leave the old thing behind and you have to go forward into the unknown. Mm-hmm. You're going to need to, you're going to need to find a light along the way and like light up your path a little bit, but sometimes you can, and some, you know, sometimes it's completely right in front of you is just completely black and you have no idea yeah. what you're yeah. getting into, but you know, you have to still move forward, but yeah. it's scary. So sometimes moving forward takes little baby steps or little paddles. <laughs> Yeah. And it's like just finding safety in, in the unknown, like just building that safety of like, how many times have I been through this and made it out on the other side and like resourcing yourself in that way? Like I've done this before. Why, why, why am I not going to be able to do it again? Like that's resilience and like always bringing yourself back to that, you know? So I love that. That was not mine, Hannah. And that was beautiful. (laughs) It was was really good. (laughs) I don't think it, I don't <laughs> think it came from me. I want to say I heard it somewhere. Like so, in your little rowboat. Carl Carl Jung calls it the liminal space. Mm. And liminal is threshold. And so it's the goo in between caterpillar to yeah. butterfly. Mm-hmm. It's that messy middle where you can't go back you're in this space where you're no longer a caterpillar Mm. but you want to go back it feels familiar it feels safe it feels known and you can't look forward the caterpillar doesn't know what freedom and flight is and the idea of freedom and flight actually to the caterpillar's nervous system feels terrifying it feels like it will kill the caterpillar. There's no way I can get off the ground. I'm a caterpillar. Right. So that middle space is all of that. And so the only way through it though, is through it. Through it always. Yeah. Yeah. What you're talking about that resiliency and that safety and the compassion, just the, the grace to move through at your pace and the, and that your timing is perfect. And fly when you're ready. Yeah. 
I'm feeling ready a little bit. <laughs> I'm getting there. I'm getting there. All the things that have happened. Like, you are flying. Yeah. Oh, thank you guys. It feels like it. <laughs> I just got to embrace it more. Mm-hmm. Got to embrace it more. Because it feels like, you know, things are just like really opening and uh, yeah. In that cycle, um, so the woman we also just interviewed, she her, she has she picks a word for every year. And so she had surrender, she had grace and ease, and then this year is celebration. And her thought process was that if you know we go like the cycle we're talking about, the transformation and everything, if we don't celebrate once we've hit some sort of milestone, then we're doomed to repeat it because it's in, it's, yeah. and I called it like the opposite of, or just a new approach to the term of like closure. Cause I always like did not resonate with that word. And so it's like a way to just seal up that you just accomplish something. So, you know, that goes in that same realm of like receiving exactly where you are and how far you've come, um, but celebrate how far you've come. Yeah. Yeah, that was like the session I did with Josh. Like, I felt like I was like really celebrating. And I'm always like, even if you ask my husband this, like, I'm always like, let's celebrate this or this happened. Like, we just painted our bathroom. I'm like, let's celebrate. Like, I'm just like, <laughs> every little thing. Like, yeah. oh, you don't feel as shitty anymore? Let's celebrate. Like, I don't, yeah. you know, like, oh, you had like a, a little bit of a revelation, even though it's not going to like fix everything. Like, celebrate it. So, uh, yeah. I mean, I still need the reminder too. Of, I think it's harder for me, like in my career to celebrate myself, other things of like life in general, it's easy to celebrate, but I think like really celebrating like career milestones or like, uh, transformations that I've seen in my clients and like, yes, it was them that, you know, they created that transformation within them by being open like I was still there holding that space and giving that energy. I should celebrate myself too, you know? And I sometimes I forget, like even, I think like the biggest reason I was excited for this podcast is because I feel like I've been, my business has been moving and I've been holding a lot more space and that I'm forgetting to do that, to like reach out for support myself and just like, you know, having someone tell me like, you're doing great. Not like I need that validation, but still like feeling seen and like Josh, like saying he's seen my growth since October, like that means a lot to me because it reminds me like, oh yeah, I really have come a far way. And I think everyone needs that reminder and no one should be doing this alone. So I think that was like really why I was excited for this call. I was like, I get to talk about myself. This is fun. I haven't really done this in a while. Yeah. So it was a good it's reminder of like, I don't need to do this alone. And yeah. Right. And that you're seen and your bigness. Yeah. Thanks, guys. <laughs> well, and I do think it's okay to need that from people. That Definitely. that it's not a needy thing. We mm-hmm. we learned it was needy. And then there's also this um as we learned about codependency, mm-hmm. it was like, oh, we can't need anything outside of us. Like that's codependent. And then it's this hyper independence that Mm -hmm. got created out of that space and so i think it's in a balanced society (laughs) that's a plug nice one (laughs) i forgot to mention that you get 
$5 for every time you say deeper awareness inside the <laughs> podcast. I think I said it like once. <laughs> deeper awareness. <laughs> the but next yeah. six minutes, I'll just say it. Deeper awareness. <laughs> I'm rich. <laughs> um, but yeah, that in a balanced society, we can ask for that, that it's okay to need to be seen and, and to be recognized for our growth. Mm-hmm. We can celebrate that, that it isn't needy. It's, it's having human needs, which we all have. Oh, I love that. Yeah. That's a just good like, reframe. <laughs> just like you asking your parents for, to respect you. Full circle. Full Always. Love the full circle. All those are my favorites. Just like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or, and even as coaches, like we forget, we forget that. Even though I have, you know, people I turn to for breath work, and sometimes I forget to just like just throw it all out there, you know, rather than, yeah, it's interesting. We're all human. <laughs> mm-hmm. And mirroring one more thing on Hannah's mirror was that you asked for their respect, but it's by respecting yourself that you ask for your respect, their respect. And so really feeling the solidness of that space, that that place that you are taking up inside of you to even Mm. say that that's a need. Yeah. Cause I feel like past versions of me would have been like, it's just going to start something or I don't want to deal with like the, getting made fun of, which is like a weird thing I have too, which makes sense if you know my family. <laughs> we all just kind of make fun of each other because like we're East Coast people and like that's just what we do. And I know it's out of love, but I started to realize like it was hurtful. I didn't, I wasn't receiving love in the way I needed to be. So I think that was like my first step in being like, it's not okay. And this is the effects of it. And I forgive you, but I'm, this makes me really upset still, you know? Like anytime anyone even brings up like, oh, when you were a kid, I'm like, oh, I can just feel like my body just like, no, let's not go there. We're talking about something else. You know, it's like I realized how deeply ingrained that was and how it was influencing everything I did in my life up until this point. And now I'm like feeling this freedom from it. And I think that's the whole point of everything. It's just like not losing that part of myself. Like I think there will always be parts of me that want to be respected, but like, like you guys are saying, it's like in a new way now. It's like, I'm respecting myself now. I like turned it inward rather than like, I need all this respect to like prove something. I don't even know what I'm proving. Mm-hmm. Like I'm building that respect for myself to speak up for what I need. So full circle for sure. Mm-hmm. This was like a therapy session, <laughs> like <laughs> the best way. <laughs> That's one of our intentions is for our guests to feel good. like not that we're because we love hearing your story and everything, but we want it to also feel just as good to you to share. Yeah. Well, it did. It did. It worked. A lot of things connected. and I feel very grounded and excited for what's to come. Good. <laughs> it's been such a pleasure hanging out with you. Yeah, you do. You too. It's so good to meet you. I feel like I've like known you forever. <laughs> no, I feel the same. You said you're from the East you on Coast. Instagram. What? You said you're from the East Coast originally? Yeah, I was born in New Jersey, but I moved when I was like seven. So yeah, because I get the whole just make fun of each other to show love. 
That's yep. my story too. <laughs> yeah, and there's parts of it I do love and I embrace, but then there's parts where I'm like, this is too deep. This just hits too deep. Yeah. And it's not funny anymore because it's like mm. yeah. it's caused a lot of problems for me. Like more than more than I've talked about on this call. Like it's it's the root of everything. Yeah. And then there's layers to it and pieces to it. And I'm like, this is the work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. We're breaking those patterns. Yep. Yep. Yeah. We like to end with a message that you have for the world, for our listeners, or oh. want people to hear. I am so unprepared for this. <laughs> Perfect. Mm, let me see what comes through. Mm. Yeah, I guess it's like, it's not like a well, but it's like, what's coming through is like healing is not a destination that we need to reach. It's really about how much compassion we can show ourselves on that whole journey. And that's what, that's what healing is. That's what transformation is not about like, I think it's good to have goals and how you want to feel and being able to like embody that. But I think it's so much more of like, how can you hold yourself through the difficulties and the joy and the celebrations and all of it and just yeah, like really just hold yourself and be in that. Like that's that's how we grow. That's how we build confidence. It's not about being perfect or um, having it all figured out or having some result that probably won't happen <laughs> in the way that we want it to. And also being open to change and being vulnerable and going with the flow. Like all of that comes from like just really being open with yourself and not judging yourself. It all starts from within. So yeah. Thank you for that. Yeah. So good. And where can people find you? Uh, Instagram at the balance society balanced with a D not balance. It's a different page. <laughs> I don't even know what it is, but you'd be like, I don't think that's her. <laughs> yep. <laughs> What a great episode. I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. Um, Let us know what you took from that. Leave some comments, share with a friend who also might resonate with the story. Um, Subscribe, like, all those things so that we can spread the word about our podcast. And so all of our beautiful stories that we get to hear from our amazing guests get to be shared around the world. We appreciate you as a listener. And we'll see you next time. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Deeper Awareness Podcast, where the journey of self-discovery and inner growth continues to unfold. We hope this episode has ignited a spark within you and inspired you to embrace a more conscious and authentic existence by looking within. If you enjoyed today's conversation, be sure to subscribe and stay tuned for upcoming episodes where we'll continue to explore the transformative power of breathwork and emotional healing. Continue the conversation and stay connected with us on Instagram. Follow at Deeper Awareness Podcast to receive daily inspiration, valuable tips, and updates on our latest episodes and offerings. We'd love to hear your thoughts and insights from today's show. So feel free to share them in the comments below or tag us in your posts. Your engagement and feedback mean the world to us as we strive to continue to create content that resonates and empowers our incredible community. Together, we can continue exploring the depths of consciousness 
fostering genuine connections, and supporting each other on our transformative journeys. This episode is brought to you by You Belong Breathwork, your destination for transformative healing and self-discovery. At You Belong Breathwork, we believe in the power of breath to unlock the deepest parts of ourselves, leading to profound insights and a greater sense of connection and belonging. Whether you're seeking emotional healing, a deeper connection with yourself, or a path to authenticity, our breathwork sessions, retreats, and coaching programs are designed to guide you on this transformative journey. Our experienced facilitators are here to hold space for you as you explore the depths of your consciousness and discover the infinite potential within. Visit youbelongbreathwork.com to explore our offerings and download a free guided breathwork session. Thank you for being a part of our deeper awareness community. Stay connected, stay curious, and may you embrace your true essence with love and compassion. Goodbye for now, and see you in the next episode.